Welcome to the AWS Tech Chat. We're Solution Architects based in APAC, and we help customers adopt the AWS Cloud Platform. In each episode, we talk about the latest and most interesting technical developments in the world of AWS Cloud. We bring you the AWS Roundup and deep tech dives into topics of interest. Hello, my name's Shane Baldacino, and this is episode 64 of the AWS Tech Chat podcast. And joining me today for a topic I have no doubt I'm going to need help with navigating is Tom McMeekin. So reInvent has passed, but it feels like almost yesterday. Listeners, let us know what you thought of our reInvent special. Our stats may show one thing, but it's always good to hear from you. So Tom, how are you going today? Hey Shane, great to be back behind the microphone with you. Really looking forward to diving into this episode and closing out the year with uh, diving into some of the announcements around SageMaker. It's the last real work week of December and yes, reInvent has just passed, but in keeping with tradition, we're due for a deeper episode. Now we hear customers talking about it and it dawned on myself during Andy Jassy's keynote how much weight we are throwing behind AI and ML services, but specifically one service which is used by tens of thousands of AWS customers today. And as Tom mentioned, in this themed episode of AWS Tech Chat, we're going to explore Amazon SageMaker, which is fueling much of the innovation within AWS. And I know I have the right guy joining us today. How's that sound, Tom? Sounds awesome, Shane. Uh, but before we swing into some news, you know, it's been two years now since SageMaker was first launched. Uh, first launched back in 2017 at reInvent. Um, and it's over that period of the last two years, it's becoming that go-to platform for building and training models in the cloud. You know, every year it's getting easier for customers to apply their data through that value chain of building and even deploying some real meaningful ML capabilities. So I'm so excited, Shane, to talk to you a little bit more about uh, SageMaker and what's, uh, what's been released uh, throughout reInvent. Awesome. All right. So it really is a go-to platform, as you say, Tom. But before we really get stuck in the SageMaker, let's quickly review some news in which, no doubt, it's been a bit of a slow news month this month. reInvent is now over for the year. Kind of feels like the grand final or championship playoff is complete. Yeah. I love that analogy, Shane. Absolutely, it does. Um, on that same thread, who's the winner on this? Well, obviously, it's all of us here. Um, and there were lots of new tools on display. So news, there actually isn't much to talk about, so this will be nice and easy here. Summit planning for 2020 is currently underway, and if you check out our global events page, you'll see dates on summits to be announced. Watch your space, as early in the new year, I expect these dates to be made public for your local region, with our local region in Sydney being one of the early ones in the year. Are you presenting there, Tom? Yeah, Shane, I'll be there. Um, doing something around in the analytics track for sure. Um, I always like, uh, it's one of my areas of interest, um, but also I'm, I'm helping out with the workshops um, track as well. So uh, for those who are, who are really keen to get hands-on, some hands-on experience around some new and exciting uh, services or even some solutions, um, you know, check out those workshops that will be released uh, on the Summit website in, uh, in the next couple of weeks. So you are absolutely the right person for this show. And if you didn't get to make it to reInvent, there are hundreds of breakout sessions that are now available on YouTube, including the keynotes. This might make for some good watching over the holiday period. There's absolutely going to be a few I want to watch, specifically a session on how we architected Route 53 to achieve our 100% SLA. Very exciting. Also, Shane, one interesting call out to make is uh, our trainer, John Rottenstein, from our training and certification team, um, has just launched his annual uh, podcast feed um, and uh, an audio rips of the, all the reInvent breakout sessions. Uh, so for those looking to consume 
um, some some interesting uh, audio outtakes from reInvent and really dive into some of those breakout sessions that you might not have been able to to view through through YouTube. Um, we're going to uh, put that link in the in the show notes, and so you can you can put that feed into your podcast um, app, your favorite podcast app, and start listening away to those audio feeds. Awesome. All right. So there's nothing to report in the CloudFront front. Edge locations are static at 210. News seems to be getting shorter by the episode. And the good news here is on with the show. So we're here to talk about SageMaker and we offer a gamut of machine learning services within AWS from those that are really easy to consume for people like myself, such as recognition and Textract, through to the lower level frameworks, you know, your MXNest, your Cafe, PyTorch, TensorFlow, and so on. So two questions, Tom, to frame the show. Where does SageMaker slot into this spectrum? And secondly, typically, if something's really easy to use in life, you know, its power and flexibility is limited. Is that the case with SageMaker? Yeah, so Shane, that's a, that's a great um, place to start, I think. So if you look at some of the AI services and capabilities that you, um, you can find on the AWS, um, I like to think of it as three different layers. Um, and, and typically, we like to start at the bottom layer where, where um, we're really talking around various different support for some of the common frameworks, um, whether it's Cafe, TensorFlow, or even MXNet that um, we, we uh, have, have a strong backing around. Uh, and, uh, and supporting along those frameworks is, is the core infrastructure. So we're, thinking, we're talking about our compute capabilities on the platform, GPU support, um, but also interesting things around Ifferentia and really specific um, hardware that we've developed um, here at AWS to make uh, power per performance um, ratio benefits for our customers and making inference at, low, at super low cost. Um, and then on the top of those three layers, we have our pre-trained AI services. So things like recognition, Textract, Poly, uh, uh, Lex, um, a lot of all those pre-trained AI services enabling customers to consume uh, AI capabilities um, through a simple API call. Now where SageMaker sits in, um, sits in the between these two layers. So really think of SageMaker as, as a platform for allowing you to build and train and deploy models at scale. So allowing you to bring your own, um, your data to the, to the SageMaker platform, um, choosing the right algorithm um, or, or helping or allowing SageMaker to help you choose the algorithm that um, is going to be best of fit to meet that outcome that you're looking for from a machine learning perspective. And then choose how you're going to deploy that, whether you're going to deploy that through um, a front end through a RESTful API deployment, or even from a, a, um, allowing you to utilize this for, for batch inference and be able to score your data um, in, in batch um, workloads. Okay, so SageMaker, when I first started looking at this, probably mid 2018, it used to be a single service when it launched. But if I look at the SageMaker product page today, I see 10 distinct building blocks or products within the SageMaker name. In covering reInvent in episode 62, I briefly touched on six of these updates. How about we start, Tom, with a bit of an overview on what SageMaker is, the use cases, and why it's become so popular. Yeah, sure. So let's start with a really high level overview before we focus in some of the more specific features. So SageMaker, um, when, you, when you go to the, the landing page and you, and, you, um, and you take a look at what on the surface SageMaker is, think of it as a fully managed service that provides every developer and data scientist the ability to build, train and deploy machine learning models quickly at scale. So SageMaker removes the heavy lifting from each of the, each step within the phase of the machine learning workflow. And if, essentially it's there to make it easier for you as a customer, whether you're a developer or a data scientist, to develop really high quality models. But also have that flexibility to, if you only want to use the platform for training, 
uh, and then take your model elsewhere to, to run from an inference perspective or vice versa, then you have that full flexibility to use the platform for when you see fit um, in, um, as part of your requirements. So put simply, our goal at AWS is really to take your machine learning models from concept to production uh, in the quickest and easiest way possible with little effort and cost. Yeah, and I like the fact that you know, you're not being tied in to use it for training and for inference. And we see many customers maybe using SageMaker to train their models, but then you know, running it elsewhere for inference. So you know, really flexible. And I have to admit, SageMaker is not a service I've spent too much time playing with in the past. More so, I think I've probably got an unconscious bias that ML is hard, you know, but I sat through the getting started guide for SageMaker in prepping this episode, and it was really not as scary as I thought it would be. You know, it's still a little bit outside my comfort zone, but I was able to create and train my ML model in over nine simple steps. Yeah, that's right, Shane. It's, it's really easy to get started and even start to become familiar with, um, with the process of, of, of curating your data and then pushing that through that whole workflow yeah. um, to, to building a, a simple, say, um, computer vision um, image uh, classification model. You know, you never know, Shane. Uh, maybe one day we'll see you on stage talking about SageMaker to our customers. <laughs> you never know there, Tom. Yeah, <laughs> Summit 2020. Um, <laughs> moving right along. Um, so um, coming back to uh, SageMaker, yeah, every day the popularity of it um, is, is really impressing me. Um, you know, I think it really stems from the traditional development around machine learning being complex, as, as, you, as you mentioned. And it has historically been an expensive, um, an expensive endeavor for customers to really invest heavily around. And because um, building machine learning is really an iterative process, if you think about it, um, that iteration of, of having to prove out a hypothesis or choose your hypothesis, prove that out with your data and then uh, process the results and then have to adjust your experiments as, as needed. You know, it's, it's, it's made even harder because there's has been historically no real integrated tools for that entire machine learning workflow. You know, customers have had to stitch together multiple different tools, um, stitch together multiple um, or use these tools to run those various different experiments that I mentioned. So selecting um, the right algorithm um, to, to meet to the, to, to, to get to that outcome that you're looking for. Uh, and within that algorithm, choose the right parameters, the right hyperparameters that are going to give you that, uh, the best results and, and um, that high accuracy. And then, and then looking at your data and really working through that data and defining from a feature engineering perspective, what are those key features that you want to utilize to, to train your model on? Um, and then also around the workflow, so moving you moving through that workflow. Uh, this whole process has historically been pretty time-consuming for customers, error-prone, and a lot of heavy lifting to move through through those phases. Phases. Um, so SageMaker, you know, SageMaker solves this this challenge or largely solves this challenge for customers. You know, providing a one-stop place for um, for providing all those components used for machine learning in a single tool set. So at the end of the day, models get to production faster with much less effort and at a lower cost. Um, and so at reInvent this year, SageMaker provided a, an uplift to further expand uh, across the areas that we've spoken about. And so really starting to tap into that complete ML workflow from build, train, to tune, to debugging, to deploying your, your models, and then also monitoring those models after they've been deployed. So lots to dissect there with what you've just said, Tom. Now, unsure if that was a marketing version description, but you mentioned traditional machine learning development is complex. So are people using frameworks or maybe in the past like Cafe, TensorFlow, MXNet, even a Jupyter Notebook or rudimentary scripts to train their models over large data sets? And not being a specialist ML practitioner myself, talk us through the challenges and tooling those would use prior to SageMaker. 
Yeah, so, so prior to SageMaker, um, yeah, AWS was invested with customers in, in running uh, machine learning environments. Um, but where we saw customers focusing a lot of effort around was, was configuring this training environment. So configuring a, a largely distributed training environment so that you can distribute the job amongst many different nodes. And then also um, the tuning element of the, of the training environment to be able to run or distribute the data, bring that, collate those results and bring that back to, to that, um, that, that train model. And so we saw customers um, writing their own bespoke management scripts and, and having to manage the life cycle of that. Um, hardware and infrastructure, moving even before cloud, um, customers you know, needed to also procure that hardware. And then also from a scaling perspective, um, what would you do with that? What do you do with that hardware when you're not actually training and, and running training jobs? Um, and so cloud um, and AWS um, has provided customers benefits around that um, uh, since, I guess, the inception of, of EC2. Um, but where SageMaker um, starts, to, starts to ease some of those, um, those pain points that we saw customers face with um, is really around removing that heavy lifting, um, stitching together those various different phases uh, of, of that whole machine learning workflow. Um, and then also um, from once the, once the model is deployed um, and then helping you scale that and, and leveraging some of the, the broader benefits of the AWS platform around a security, control, uh, uh, access and network availability and scale standpoint. Secondly, you mentioned the whole ML workflow and in going through the example with SageMaker Studio, which we'll soon discuss, it provided a workflow and removed a lot of the hard work in creating that model. You know, it guided me through the process. Yeah, look, I think if, if, you t- if we take a step back and, um, and if you look at um, the announcements that we made for SageMaker at uh, reInvent in, in 2019, you know, the really core underlying theme has been to um, around how can we make it easier for customers to run ML at scale. Yeah, and cloud and AWS has been a great enabler for customers around innovation, but one of the side effects is there's also been a massive influx of data being generated. Mm. I think you, know, you can go to almost any customer and they may say, hey, what do I do with all this data? And also, what is actually big data? But we'll park that. And as this data continues to grow, the challenge many customers face is, you know, how, to, how do you keep up with these large volumes of data without getting overwhelmed and being able to extract those meaningful insights? Yeah, like I daily have many conversations with, with customers around what they can do with the data and, and how they can cope with, with the, that large influx of, of the various types of the variety of data that's being generated. Um, and and your customers, uh, they are simply overwhelmed. Um, and so machine learning, I guess, has that um, is, is a really good technology that can enable customers to start to um, process this data, um, leverage that or, or even scale the, the, the customer's expertise themselves um, and, and really take head on um, or take this, take this data challenge head on without increasing the number of people that are really required um, if they were going to do it manually. Um, to work through these problems um, that, uh, that, that could be, can be solved with data. So the process of machine learning or creating machine learning models, as I mentioned, is, is, is traditionally been hard and, and it always has been a really iterative process. Um, if you start thinking about all the different kinds of pre-processes that you're going to apply to your data, um, selecting that right algorithm and then sweeping through all the different hyperparameters associated to those algorithms, um, customers in, in, will end up with this huge array of combinations or permutations of, of what is the right choice to get to that highly accurate model um, that, I'm, that I'm wanting to train. So, so really making it almost impossible to efficiently explore the entire problem space that you're looking to target with machine learning. Where we started with, with uh, helping um, ease some of the pain points with customers around um, increasing the efficiency and, and somewhat 
applying some some machine learning to the machine learning process um, was around hyperparameter optimization in SageMaker, where, which has been available for a while now and that we've seen huge adoption by our customers. And so really, um, hyperparameter optimization was targeted around automating the parameter de- definition of, of, of training your model and tuning that model. Um, but that alone has only solved one or a small part of the broader problems that customers are faced with. And this is where uh, we saw a massive announcement within the SageMaker platform around Amazon SageMaker Autopilot. And uh, so Amazon SageMaker Autopilot um, lets you automatically create the best classification and regression mo- machine learning model um, while giving you still that full control and visibility of that h- entire machine learning workflow process. One of the challenges I've seen customers face is with them having to choose either a DIY, do-it-yourself, or automated ML approach. DIY is great. You know, it's going to give you the full control, but with most things, it's going to require more manual effort. Whereas a typical auto ML, whilst being easy to get started, can often be a bit of a black box. Yeah, uh, and one of the core tenants around autopilot and that we saw, um, or we, ha- we had some feedback from customers who have, who have been utilizing some, um, some other auto ML capabilities is, um, is to allow customers to, to actually look at what's going on. Um, so that they can have full visibility into into how SageMaker has has built um, this this machine learning capability or this model, um, and, th- and effectively what this does is it allows us to communicate to um, to our customers and how this model has been built, and then it also allows them to be able to communicate to whoever needs to know um, what's happening and how this model has been built. And if you think about um, uh, the components um, within that, it's what algorithms been used, what parameters have been utilized um, for the training, what features have been uh, utilized, um, all the way to, to getting to that, uh, that model output. Okay, so how does Autopilot do this? Yeah, so maybe probably the best way to do that is, is going through a simple flow of, of actually using Autopilot. Um, so the first thing you do, you start by importing your data. Um, uh, so you, you import or you specify somewhere in S3 that your data is going to reside in. Um, and at the moment, um, there's only support for tabular data sets. Um, uh, but watch this space. Uh, uh, we'll expand the support for other ta- data types um, in the near future. Tabular data sets are very common amongst our customers. If you think about all the spreadsheets, relational databases out there, these are really important data sources for customers. Yeah, so a great place to start, absolutely. And a lot of customers um, you know, will have, uh, as you mentioned, Shane, a broad um, set of, of tabular data sets to be able to start to utilize. Um, so once, you, once you've um, imported your data or specified where um, Autopilot can grab your data from S3, um, the first thing Autopilot will do is it will start to analyze your data. Um, and, and, and it will start looking at your data set, running all kinds of statistics um, to try to automatically figure out what the problem is you're trying to solve. You know, for example, if it's a binary classification problem um, or even a regression problem, and then SageMaker will start looking at the pre-processing scripts required to prepare your data uh, for training, which then moves us on to the feature engineering part where um, Autopilot is going to apply different transformations to the data set depending on the algorithm that's been selected. Um, from here, Autopilot will move on to the fine-tuning training jobs where based on the candidates that have been identified, it's going to try and use hyperparameter optimization to extract every bit of accuracy from the model. And lastly, you'll be provided with a generated, fully commented Jupyter Notebook where you can get full transparency into the pre-processing and also the training element um, that Autopilot has undertaken, um, including the parameters or the hyperparameters of a part of the training um, to, to get to that out, outcome for that model. 
Yeah, so we're talking Jupyter Notebooks here, and it's not something we've discussed prior on Tech Chat. So for those who aren't familiar with Jupyter Notebooks, they are almost the standard for ML practitioners. Maybe they are, Tom. I don't know. Yeah, but- absolutely. Very, very common um, tool set or tool chain used by our, our data science and also machine learning engineers. Yeah, and look, so a Jupyter Notebook is an open source web application that allows you to create and share documents that contain live code, equations, visualizations, and narrative text. So people use these notebooks for all sorts of things from data cleaning and transformation, numerical simulation, statistical modeling, data visualization, and much, much more. It's kind of like an IDE in some way for ML is how I really look at it. But Back to this fully commented Jupyter Notebook, I believe you can export this and modify it. Yeah, and that's the key to, to Autopilot, allowing you that full visibility and control and allowing you effectively to break open that, that uh, auto ML black box. Yeah, look, it's a transparent box and very different to most black boxes that perform auto ML. Yeah, which allows customers having that full control on what to do with these generated models. And in order to do ML at scale, we need to be able to have that full transparency. You know, for example, if you operate in a, in a highly regulated industry, you can use these uh, generated notebooks to demonstrate the complete process that's been undertaken to build a model that's being applied to service uh, di- various different customers in a regulated industry. Um, so it's exciting to see Autopilot being released into the wild, and, and I'm really looking forward to seeing this, this breakthrough, some of the challenges customers have been faced with, with scaling uh, machine learning. I'm also really excited here. It's making something that many would think is big and scary and hard to get started with so much easier. Mm. SageMaker Autopilot is available in most AWS regions, more than those that aren't supported. So please check the product details page for those supported regions. Yeah, and just one last point around Autopilot, which coming back to your um, the earlier point around getting familiar with SageMaker and machine learning, Autopilot can be used as a training uh, and, and learning mechanism yourself. So if you, if you go through that process of building up a regression model or a classification model, um, and, and seeing how SageMaker gets to that, uh, that model and then you working backwards from, that, from the outcome, you can start to reverse engineer and, and get insights into um, to what you or hopefully fast track some of the uh, machine learning learning that you're doing uh, around in that space. Sorry, Shane. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, you reminded me, Tom, I used to learn quite a bit of PowerShell in the past by SQL Server. I think it was 2008 at that stage where you could do stuff in Management Studio and it would then show you the PowerShell output to be able to automate it. So yeah. kind of along those lines, really cool. Moving on though, one of the things that we've heard and seen from customers is there are multiple tools to address almost every aspect of an ML workflow. You know, there is no integrated experience. It's been very difficult to have to bring all those tools together and it's hard to be productive across you know, multiple different tool chains. I think this is a common conundrum in all facets of IT. And as we pivot a bit deeper into SageMaker, one of the new functions of SageMaker that was released is Amazon SageMaker Studio. It's a visual IDE or integrated development environment for the complete ML workflow. I joke, but you know, maybe it is the new VS Code for ML. What it really does though, it unifies all the tools for ML development and that's more than a Jupyter Notebook. Developers can write their code, they can track their experiments, visualize data, perform debugging and monitoring all within a single integrated visual interface which significantly boosts developer productivity. And what I like, Tom, since all these steps of the ML workflow are tracked within the environment, you can quickly move back and forth between steps and also clone, tweak and replay your workflow. This gives developers the ability to make changes quickly, you know, observe those outcomes, iterate faster, reducing the time to market for high quality ML solutions. It is that single pain we strive for. 
Yeah, it does solve that pain point, Shane, that we mentioned earlier around um, reducing the number of different tools um, required, bespoke scripts that customers might have to um, develop and then also manage long term. And it's really exciting to see um, SageMaker Studio um, get launched. Um, so for those who haven't had a chance yet to, to start to play with SageMaker Studio, uh, getting started is really easy. Um, first head over to the SageMaker console, um, use the getting started link and just follow those simple steps to configure user access. So effectively you have a choice of either configuring access through IAM or through AWS SSO. Uh, and once you've gone through those first initial steps, you'll be set up in no time. And so as part of Amazon SageMaker Studio also comes with the new Amazon SageMaker notebook experience. Uh, and so this new experience allows developers to spin up machine learning notebooks in seconds without needing to pick an instance and wait for it to be operational. For those familiar with JupyterLab, it'll seem somewhat familiar to you. So I mentioned Jupyter Notebooks earlier, and I'm familiar with these, but I haven't really played with JupyterLab. Is it fair to say this is the next generation of the Jupyter Notebook, allowing you to do you know, a little bit more than what you can currently do in those Jupyter Notebooks today? Absolutely. So it'd be very similar to those familiar with Jupyter Notebooks, but um, a better experience in general. Um, so, so from here at your fingertips, when, you, when you're launching Amazon uh, SageMaker Studio, um, you have access to launch a new model training activity as you would have done pre previously through a Jupyter Notebook. Uh, this experience is also enables you to easily collaborate with your peers by providing a, a one-click share option, enabling you to share a, a link um, to your peers, which will share a snapshot of your notebook with all its dependencies and configurations to others so that they can also reproduce your analysis and also and your results. Um, you can use the visual um, interface for Amazon uh, SageMaker experiments, which we'll talk a little bit more in a moment, uh, to easily browse and track uh, and compare your machine learning experiments, allowing you to really, uh, again, keep track of that incremental improvements that you're making uh, through, um, through your various different training jobs and get to that best, best model. SageMaker Studio also provides access to real-time alerts providing, uh, provided through SageMaker Debugger, which we're also going to talk about. Um, you can also use the visual uh, interface as part of Amazon um, SageMaker Studio to, to really track your experiments, um, use the debugging, new debugging capabilities to, uh, to troubleshoot your model training um, environments, and then also um, monitor your models after they've been deployed. One of the things that really stood out to me, which you know is actually quite exciting, is when you run an autopilot experiment from SageMaker Studio, you know, it really emphasizes how important it is to have end-to-end -end control and that single plane glass view of the entire ML workflow through one tool. Getting started with autopilot experiments is easy with SageMaker Studio. All you need to do is specify the input data and the output path and the parameter you'd like to make a prediction on and away you go. So SageMaker Studio is generally available uh, in preview in US East Ohio, um, AWS region, no additional charge with additional regions coming soon. So if not already, I'd highly recommend jumping into the console and taking it for a spin. Autopilot and Studio are massive wins for customers. With both these additional tools in my tool belt, I can start to see how we can actually begin to help customers start running machine learning at scale. But let's dive a little bit deeper into a few of those elements you just mentioned, Tom. If I think about the different steps that make up training an accurate ML model, some of the most important steps have to be in the pre-processing phase where you're preparing your data for training. And as with many things in life, it's all in the prep work. Yeah, absolutely, Shane. That, that is where a lot of time um, is spent by our customers in making sure that the data is in the right format, um, they, they've, they've got it in the right state, ready to be um, or ready to start their, their training jobs. 
Uh, and so this is an area where SageMaker has um, at, at reInvent uh, announced some new capabilities around called Amazon SageMaker Processing, uh, where it lets you easily run your pre-processing and post-processing model evaluation workloads on fully managed infrastructure. So for example, if, I'm, if we look at from a pre-processing perspective, we're talking things like transforming existing features into a more expressive representation, such as one-hot encoding uh, for categorical features. Uh, also, rescaling or normalizing your numerical features, uh, engineering high-level features, replacing mailing addresses with GPS coordinates, etc., and even general just cleaning and tokenization of your text for NLP um, applications, natural language processing. Um, so a lot of the time, customers uh, have have used bespoke um, SQL scripts and 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 other um, Python scripts to to do this this task, Shane. And so, as you can imagine, running these scripts manually or building your own automation tools to do this uh, is, is, from my perspective, uh, not really a high-value task for any ML engineer or data scientist. So what is a high-value task for those data engineers and ML scientists? So a high-value task is really um, being focused on that outcome and that training of that job. So really around um, making sure that, that the right algorithm is being selected, um, that they're, they're getting to that, that high level of accuracy. Um, and, and then also from a business perspective where um, this model is, is really aligned to achieving that outcome that's being, um, that the business is sponsored to, to, to delivering to that the end, end user or customer. Um, uh, so, so if you look at what um, Amazon SageMaker processing is under the covers, um, it, it's really um, introducing a new Python SDK that enables um, data scientists and ML engineers to, to easily run pre and post processing model and model evaluation on, on SageMaker jobs. So this SDK uses SageMaker's built-in container for Scikit-Learn, one of the most popular libraries that we've seen our customers utilize for data tra set transformation. But like everything with SageMaker, if you need your own tool, and if you have something else that you want to utilize instead, you also have the ability to use your own uh, Docker image or bring your own. All right, Scikit-Learn may be one of the most popular, but it's pretty hard to say. Moving on, so look, other frameworks such as Spark, Dusk, and Lime will follow soon, and the infrastructure spun up to use SageMaker processing is pay-as-you-go. So the underlying EC2 instances are created on demand, configured, and terminated automatically after the job completes. Yeah, that's right, Shane. So moving on, um, earlier we mentioned uh, we mentioned how machine learning is that an iterative process, and 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 customers um, to date have had to manually track and, and track many of these multiple different experiments and combinations of data, algorithm parameters, etc. Um, and really um, following on from that to observe the impact for each incremental change uh, for model accuracy. So over time, this iterative experimentation can result in thousands of models being trained and, and also different model versions. And it can make it hard to track the best performing models and also track those changes that have been made to get to those that model performance. Um, so it's, it's also difficult to compare active experiments with, with past experiments and really to identify the further opportunities for, for further incremental improvements. So I believe there is now a better way to keep track of all of this. Yeah, there is, Shane. So SageMaker Experiments is a, is a capability of Amazon SageMaker uh, that lets you organize, track, and compare, and evaluate mach your machine learning experiments. It's nicely integrated with hyperparameter tuning um, and SageMaker Autopilot. So essentially, no code needed. SageMaker Experiments it automatically tracks these, your inputs, your parameters, configurations, and results for your iterations as trials. And you can assign groups and organize uh, these trials you know, into experiments. Experiments is integrated with SageMaker Studio and giving you that visual interface to browse your active and past experiments, compare trials on key performance metrics, and identify the best performing models. Or 
you can actually use the SageMaker Python SDK. With so many experiments, how do you keep track of what's worked, what didn't work? In addition, the system automatically organizes, ranks and sorts experiments based on a chosen metric and produces data visualization to quickly compare and identify the best performing models. The product name is really symbolic of what it does with this capability in SageMaker. The bottom line is SageMaker experiments lets you iterate faster and when you can iterate faster and at low cost, innovation can really flourish. Moving on Tom, I know when writing code, be it for SageMaker or development, I'm often emitting outputs to the console to help me debug my code. You know, it could be like here, here one, here two, here three. Um, I'm pretty <laughs> bad at this, but uh, I'm definitely pushing stuff out. And the thing is about training your models, it's typically, you know, a fairly opaque process. When something goes wrong, it's difficult to know what has happened. Yeah, absolutely right, Shane. So another area around um, uh, that we've been uh, highly focused around is, is from a debugging perspective. So another announcement that we've made as part of a reInvent around Amazon SageMaker is SageMaker Debugger, uh, where it provides full visibility into the training job of machine learning models by monitoring, recording, and analyzing the tensor data that's been captured, the state of machine learning training job. In your existing training, if your existing training code is based on TensorFlow, Karas, Apache MXNet, PyTorch, or XGBoost, you can use the new SageMaker Debugger SDK to save the internal model state at periodic intervals to S3. You need to use a Debugger SDK and you can use any of the currently 18 predefined rules or write your own in Python to analyze tensors for the model in training, looking for specific unwanted condition. Like using X-Ray or another APM solution, debugging isn't magic. It requires a little bit of instrumentation in your training code. This code will allow you to define the tensor collection you want to save, the frequency at which you want to save them, and whether or not you want to save the values themselves, or a reduction, you know, mean, average, etc. We have Python samples available at our GitHub repo, so that is github.com forward slash AWS labs forward slash Amazon hyphen SageMaker hyphen examples. Yeah, and Debugger automatically saves all kinds of tensors to S3. Uh, it's going to save metrics, weights, generally all parameters of the model used for training. For example, you might want to specify rules like loss not decreasing, which will give feedback around uh, a training job so you know if it's not learning properly. Or you might want to track overfitting, which means um, your model is learning too well and probably not going to be, um, be generalized to, to new data. Um, so the, the state is composed of the parameters being learned by the model, e.g. weights and biases for neural networks. The changes applied to these parameters by the optimizer, aka gradients, um, the optimization parameters themselves, scalar values, accuracies, losses, and the output of each layer. SageMaker Studio provides a great way for you to consume the debug output metrics under the experiments pane, allowing you to quickly get a feel for how your jobs are running, or you can do this in your notebook through code. If you are going to do this via code, make sure you install the new SMDebug Python library, allowing you to easily load and expect the raw debug data quickly. It's just an import statement in your Python code. Available now in all regions that support SageMaker with support for TensorFlow, Keras, Apache MXNet, PyTorch, and XGBoost. Now, once you've gone through the, uh, the majority of the ML workflow of build, train, tune, debug, and deploy your model, um, we've also been working pretty hard with our customers uh, around monitoring their models in production, enabling you to be alerted when issues like data quality might appear. And that's uh, why we've launched Amazon SageMaker Model Monitor. Um, at reInvent. And so it's been launched to enable customers to automatically monitor ML models. So why is it important to monitor? And if you remember, Pete and I touched on this in episode 62, but Tom, let's explore model monitor a little bit further. 
Yeah, sure. So a common problem that we've seen customers face with machine learning is something that's caused by the by data changing over time, which leads to a degrading uh, model performance. So say, for example, we've built a machine learning model that's used to predict a customer purchasing behavior from a histor- our historical data set. Um, typically, it's going to be our sales data. And now this data that's been built uh, assumes the relationships and patterns are, st- are static. However, in reality, this is not the case and, and it will evolve over time. Um, so using our example data that may have not have been used um, as part of our initial training, um, data that's going to be able to influence these, um, these different patterns and relationships could be external economical data or even wet and pa- weather patterns, for example. So this is really, uh, well, this, this, so this is known as concept drift, meaning that um, that unknown or, or, or those hidden relationships could impact the accuracy of the model predictions. Yeah, and that's where Model Monitor comes in. It gives you the ability to continuously monitor your models over time. You can create a baseline of your model using SageMaker processing and configure a monitoring schedule to inspect collected data and prediction quality. There are built-in statistical rules that can be used to analyze tabular data and detect common issues such as an outlier in prediction data, drift in data distributions compared to the training data sets, and changes in prediction accuracy based on observations from the real world. This is another lever that is going to be really helpful for use cases where there is a fundamental shift in the data that was used in the training model. You know, hello GFC or housing crisis in many countries around the world. From which you can emit models per feature metrics into Amazon CloudWatch um, like you would with any other um, alerting and dashboarding capability that you have um, previously set up. And if a problem is detected, you can choose to retrain your model um, using more recent data. Yeah, and I just love how everything ends up in CloudWatch. It's that tight-knit integration of our platform. So from CloudWatch, you know, you can push that data anywhere. It Mm. could be a CloudWatch alert. It could go to, you know, an existing system, you know, really powerful stuff. Yeah, even even CloudWatch anomaly detection would be an interesting one to apply there. Yeah, yeah. Cloud, you, you know, putting machine learning over the CloudWatch metric. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. So I was joking around a few episodes back, Tom, about buzzword bingo. You know, for 2019, there's certainly been a few words that have captivated IT professionals worldwide. You know, machine learning is up there, but we settled on containers and specifically Kubernetes as the word that is consuming the most oxygen out there. But this isn't an episode on containers. You know, we've covered that before. This one's about SageMaker. So what does SageMaker and Kubernetes have in, pro- in common? So up until reInvent, not so much, Shane. You know, customers who have chosen to adopt Kubernetes as part of their technology modernization journey have somewhat been missing out on being able to take full advantage of, of, of services um, like Amazon SageMaker. Uh, but customers have told us that they want their data scientists to start to utilize some of these um, um, fully managed services like Amazon SageMaker, but they, want the, um, that, but they want the platform and infrastructure teams to continue using Kubernetes um, for orchestration and managing pipelines. And so to address this need, um, AWS now allows you to train and tune and deploy models um, in Amazon SageMaker by using Amazon SageMaker operator for Kubernetes. Uh, a custom resource definition um, in, in Kubernetes that extends the Kubernetes API. And so with Amazon SageMaker op- operators for Kubernetes, uh, you can f- access fully managed Amazon SageMaker ML tools and optimization natively um, from Kubernetes, specifically um, the operator f- operators for model training, hyperparameter optimization, real-time inference, and batch inference. Before I continue, I have to ask Tom, is it K8, Kube, or Kubernetes for you? I'm going to go with Kubernetes today, but I, I interchange all three of those, Shane. That's funny. Uh, yeah. All right. Kubernetes it is. 
So if you want to create a SageMaker job, you can use Kubernetes. You can natively use the Kubernetes API and the command line Kubernetes tool, such as kubectl with SageMaker now. A challenge in running multi-tenanted environments, you know, overall is resource utilization. You've got different workloads and they can often be a real challenge with compromises needed to be taken. Looking through the lens of Kubernetes, for example, when you invoke a container that uses GPUs for training and inference, you're probably going to need to change how Kubernetes schedules and scales GPU workloads in order to increase the utilization throughput and availability. Similarly, for deploying trained models to production for inference, you may want to spend you know, time in setting up and optimizing your auto-scaling across multiple availability zones. SageMaker operators for Kubernetes eliminates the need to manually manage and optimize your ML infrastructure in Kubernetes and preserves control of your overall orchestration through the Kubernetes control plane. This approach benefits data scientists, development teams with increased productivity via Amazon SageMaker's visual workbench and feature depth in building, training and debugging, deploying your models into production. While platform and DevOps engineering teams can continue to manage, scale and monitor applications in Kubernetes. This gives another option for our customers um, who are wanting to run machine learning on Kubernetes. So this all sounds good, but how do you do it? You're going to need an existing Kubernetes cluster in EKS, pretty obvious here. And on the machine calling the shots, e.g. your dev workstation or laptop, you're going to need kubectl, so version greater than 1.13, a newish version of the AWS CLI, a version greater than 1.16.232. You can actually use v2 here if you've made the move to it. Just remember, that's in preview at the moment. And an AWS IAM authenticator for Kubernetes, to which you'll need to pre-install and configure. You can then install the SageMaker operator from the GitHub repo by downloading the YAML configuration file that installs the operator for you. And you know, from there, you can just do a kubectl um, you know, hyphen f apply the installer.yaml to install the operator into Kubernetes. So your training jobs exist as YAML files, and from here, you can submit your jobs via kubectl to SageMaker, and after your training is complete, any compute instances that were provisioned by SageMaker on EKS for the training job are going to be terminated. Yeah, Shane, and so it's worthwhile calling out there's a step-by-step -step tutorial on how to do this um, throughout our documentation. Um, and so today, Amazon SageMaker Operators for Kubernetes is available in US East Ohio, US East North Virginia, US West Origin, and in, for Europe in Ireland, um, AWS regions. Tom, that's all we have time for today and actually for this year. I know today's show has opened my eyes and thanks for being our guide you know, with us today. ML is becoming more and more integrated into everything we do and SageMaker is really democratizing what has historically, you know, been a really high learning curve. Today was a SageMaker themed affair. We started the show level setting on what Amazon SageMaker is and how and where it slots into our product offerings. And to recap, SageMaker is a fully managed service that provides every developer and data scientist the ability to train, build and deploy machine learning models quickly and at scale. And then Shane, we introduced Amazon SageMaker Autopilot, which lets you automatically create the best classification regression machine learning models while providing you full control and visibility. We then spoke about SageMaker Studio, your machine learning IDE in the cloud. Developers can write, track experiments, visualize data, and perform debugging and monitoring all within a single integrated visual interface. As part of Studio, it comes with the new Amazon SageMaker Notebook, which allows developers to spin up machine learning notebooks in seconds without needing to pick an instance and wait for it to be operational. We also spoke about SageMaker processing, which allows you to easily run your pre-processing. Yeah. We also spoke about SageMaker processing, which allows you to run your pre-processing and post-processing and model evaluation workloads on fully managed infrastructure. And it's also got a Python SDK. And we all like to experiment and try things out. And I'm talking in the ML space here. 
And, and so then Shamey moved on to SageMaker Model Monitor. Um, so ela- enabling uh, continuous monitoring um, of the quality of SageMaker machine learning models um, in production, allowing you to set alerts for when there are deviations in the model quality. And to close out the show, we also spoke about Amazon SageMaker operators for Kubernetes, you, where you can now access fully managed Amazon SageMaker ML tools and optimization natively from Kubernetes, specifically for model training, hyperparameter optimization, real-time inference, and also batch inference. I think we're done here, Tom. Thank you so much for stopping by. Shane, it's been a pleasure. I love the chance to uh, stop by and, and talk tech and dive deep into all anything technology. Um, so looking forward to the next time. Listeners, it's the end of the year. And from all of us at Tech Chat, we wish you a happy and safe break. 2019 has been a big year for us and the show continues to grow on a month-by-month basis. We'll be back in early 2020. Listeners, you drive a direction of this show, so please keep the feedback coming. Let us know what's working, what's not working. Send us a message at awstechchat at amazon.com. But until next time, bye for now. Signing off. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, tell your friends, tell your colleagues, and tune in again to learn about AWS Cloud. Please subscribe to AWS Tech Chat by visiting www.awstechchat.com.